welcome to an impromptu edition of Shay's Pretty Skinny. Of course, I'm Shay, and we're doing everything but keeping it cute. You know, I like to talk about um, subjects in a more candid way. And here I am spending some time with one of my adult daughters, and she says, Mom, this seems so interesting. Let's take a look at this particular film, and it is Diary of a Tired Black Man. Um, when I inquired about, like, what was she thinking would be interesting about this particular film, and she was just like, you know, there's the movie Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and so I was just thinking, you know, what would this be about or it could be interesting to hear a relationship from the man's point of view and what it ends up being is a movie where um, a man classified as a quote-unquote good man is looking for a relationship or is trying to navigate these relationships with women uh, first with a black woman and the conversation centers around black women black women and black men a lot Um, what their behaviors are, how they interact with each other, whether they're supportive or not supportive. And then there's a segment of the film that actually um, shows the quote-unquote good men going on dates with all different types of women, right? So um, there's an Asian woman, there's a white woman, um, there's a successful black woman who appears to be uh, multiracial. So there's a lot of dynamics to the movie. But it definitely centers around how the black man feels when he's dating different types of women and being married to um, a black woman. A black woman who has friends who are not in relationships or, or they're in toxic relationships. And what I find interesting there is because in the, the main characters, James and I believe her name is Tanya, they're the main characters in this film. And it kind of centers around the experiences that James is having in this relationship. They appear to be at first in a loving relationship. And then Tanya develops this idea of getting under her man's skin. Like she becomes very combative. Um, She doesn't congratulate him on anything he does. Essentially becomes like an enemy when he's coming home. He's not finding comfort or peace there. It's more oppositional. And she's telling him that he's never enough, right? And finally, he gets fed up in this relationship and decides that he's done with it. Um, And then decides to get back out there and start dating. And when he starts dating, he starts finding different stereotypical women, um, regardless of race, until he finally finds someone that, quote-unquote, can be his piece. Now... The storyline is not new. This film actually was done in 2008, and I started thinking, here we are in 2022, and this same narrative, this same information, this same conversation is still happening today, right? More conversations about what's wrong with individuals and why we can't be in relationships versus what's right with individuals and why we can be in relationships or what type of healthy behaviors, right, can cultivate healthy relationships. Instead, there's a lot of focus on toxic relationships and um, excluding yourself from that toxicity. 
which I find very interesting because in a way, if you're able to do that, especially when you couple that um, with a no fap, if you guys have ever heard of that, um, being celibate, loving yourself, being in love with yourself. If you couple those two things together, you pair them up, you could put your situation, put yourself in a situation or put society in a situation where we are not procreating, right? We are not creating families where population is essentially being controlled. I know if that's going all down the rabbit hole, but let's bring it back a little bit talking about the good guy versus the bad guy because we're always having that conversation um starting off i know that it's very popular for the saying to be you know behind every strong man is a strong woman but i challenge the narrative and why can't that be reciprocated? Why can't it also be that behind every strong woman is a strong man? Like if you've seen a successful woman who's in a relationship that is healthy, why are we not giving support, praise, recognition to the men who is also in that relationship, to the men who is supportive of those goals, to a man who contributes to those goals, to a man who is able to be the peace for his woman as well because if both of them because there's this thing about a quote-unquote power couple what does that really mean does it mean that two people are pursuing careers and they're making or having accomplishments in those careers does it mean that one person has a career and the other remains the supportive piece of the relationship that keeps everything going at home Um, sometimes you have to define that I think I spoke about this um, in this series with the um, famous rich Africans about, you know, the whole bad bitch mentality. And what does that mean? In this film, they bring up the strong black woman, which I have said time and time again, I definitely hate the word strong. I hate to be described that way because all it really means is that everyone thinks that you have everything together and when something happens you don't have a support system to reach out to to access why because you are everyone's support system i've also said before being the strong individual just means oh i'm glad that my life is not yours i'm glad that i haven't had to go through the things that you've had to go through right so for the purpose of this conversation strong is is being able to take care of life being able to maintain a household being able to balance a career and whatever other responsibilities you may have in the family in your relationship whether you be um, a partner to someone right in a marriage or in an intimate relationship or you're just a single parent navigating your parental responsibilities that that's what strong black woman's going to mean now there's some other people who would take strong black woman as meaning someone who can be oppositional and be successful at being oppositional but what does that really bring to a relationship regardless of what your race is right so being someone who can be um, pushy loud again oppositional someone um, who can win every argument 
Should every argument be won? Those are questions that we have to ask ourselves when we're in the relationship. Again, where does that even come from? Does it come from not dealing with trauma? Does it come from not having a role model? While we were looking at this film, my daughter made a point and she was just like, you know, uh, one, one part of the conversation is things are happening with women because they're not coming from a two-parent household. While that's a point to be made, I also think a point to be made is it doesn't necessarily have to be a two-parent household, but who is available to be the example of a healthy individual engaged in healthy relationships, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, the mothers of the church, and um, the elders, um, people in your professional realm, your neighbors, who's available to be the example of healthy individual engaged in healthy relationships. Even when we take a look at cinema, TV, music, um, publicized relationships, right? So celebrities who are in the spotlight, who is available to be that example of a healthy individual engaged in healthy relationships, right? When you really think of it, you can think of toxic relationships as like spewing spewing your blood on someone so let's just say let's just say two people are standing by each other something happens and one person gets wounded okay for the lack of a better analogy let's just say someone gets um, stabbed or shot and blood spews onto the other individual is there some shock that comes from that yes does the other person want that blood to be on them no why? Because it doesn't belong to them. That blood, they're unsure what it contains. They're unsure if that blood is contaminated. And so they want to wash that blood off as soon as they can. How much more so is trauma in that way? People don't exactly want to take on battling the trauma that comes from other individuals. And the thing is, it's not that having trauma is bad, it's that what are you doing with that trauma? So if trauma is putting us in a space to where we cannot move forward, we are not learning any lessons from those experiences, we are not strengthening ourselves from those experiences, we are not reflecting and reevaluating from those experiences, why do we expect another individual, male or female, to work through those traumas? Is that two healthy individuals? Can you be healthy enough to work through trauma with someone else? A lot of questions there. But it still always amazes me conversations don't change so much over time so you have to ask yourself what is the agenda right what is the agenda in continuing this conversation over decades decades not just the last 14 years from 2008 with this film until now 
But this conversation was going on long before now as well, when allegedly there were more healthy relationships serving as examples for families, people growing up in families, people watching on television and all those things. So what is the purpose of continuing this conversation? And could it be that perhaps those who are living content and healthy lives with each other are not interested in publicizing it? Could it be that publicizing a healthy relationship makes it unhealthy? I think these are all great questions to consider, right? What gets attention, first of all? And I ask that question because if you think about reality TV and just individuals, not even relationships, right? I remember watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I believe it was. And it was, um, I think her name was Deshaun Snow. Like, she was very very calm like not a lot of quote-unquote drama going on but everyone deemed her boring and wanted her off of the show it's so you have to ask yourself what is going on with us as individuals that we crave this type of drama what is going on with us as men and women that we crave the drama the toxicity that happens in a relationship why are we drawn to that is it something that we don't want to face is it something that takes the attention off of us and puts it on a different individual is it trauma bonding what is it about that because that's the whole argument or the adage age old adage about good girl bad girl good boy bad boy people say that the healthy males and females are boring and no one wants to engage with them because there's no excitement to them in what world does trauma equate to excitement that was a moment of silence for that question because I think we need to start asking ourselves that and for me getting personal I don't like to say that someone was bad or good definitely there have been places or particular moments in my life where I felt I was in a healthy place and when I felt I was in an unhealthy place and when I was in an unhealthy place I also attracted unhealthy individuals that did not exclude me though from attracting unhealthy individuals when I was in a healthy place so it does become this this cycle, this system of things, right? Where you're constantly reevaluating your boundaries and your standards and you're kind of looking out about what you're attracting. Because I feel like when you're in a healthy place, you're also able to attract unhealthy individuals because they would like to be in a healthy place. And sometimes they can see you as that individual who can propel them into that space rather than seeing themselves as the individual controlling that momentum to propel them into that space, okay? And so you can get into this cycle of trying to heal other individuals when really 
not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to heal yourself, to be a healthy individual, to present to another healthy individual when you decide that it's time, when you run into each other. Okay, that, that's what I believe there. It's impossible to heal another person completely. There's only so much you can support another person in their healing is what I believe. You can support another person in their healing and through that process, but you cannot go through that process for them. Each individual is experiencing a certain experience, a certain trauma at a certain time in their life for a very specific reason. All lessons, in my opinion, are um, very specific to who we are and how we should be building ourselves for the next experience in life. Whether that be a, a trauma or a tower or just maintaining and testing where we are, right? To see if we've learned that lesson. And so I don't feel like another person can carry an individual. After a while, if you are carrying a person up a mountain, up a hill, there will be some fatigue experience and either you will have to put that burden down and pick it up again or you will leave it both of you perhaps even will tire together and be stuck right not able to climb that mountain so I think when two people are working on self and can actually be honest and vulnerable because vulnerability is so important to how we see ourselves and how we relate to others, right? I know that I had a difficult time respecting other people's boundaries. Like, I have my own boundaries, but I didn't always receive other people's boundaries as well. And I really had to put myself in a place to understand that. The same way that I put up boundaries and people have to accept them or not and deal with their feelings and emotions, it is the same for me. I didn't always want to accept that, but once I did, it definitely put me on a different playing field as far as interactions go, right? More quality interactions. I also was the person who had quality individuals in my life. Now, I didn't push them away because I thought, you know, um, they were boring. No, they weren't boring. They were amazing individuals. But I did not feel that I was amazing. I did not feel like I was quality enough to hold on to those individuals, to keep those individuals in my personal space. I felt like there were other people out there of quality that these individuals should interact with. And so I felt selfish holding on to them because I did experience so much trauma in my life. One example is um, I definitely, I met a person who was a family friend And I was introduced to them. And we had a little bit of an age difference, but they were definitely a quality person. Um, Quality individual, definitely make a great dad, definitely make a great husband, you know. And it was like, but who am I? That's where I was in that space, right? But who am I? 
This is not the type of person that I should hold on to. This person should be able to go out and find someone who doesn't, because they didn't have children, so I would think that that doesn't have children, who hasn't been married before because I also was divorced, you know? Like, give them the experience that they deserve, right? Now, that is a very difficult thing to do because I was completely in a space to want this individual, but I just didn't feel deserving of them. And so um, when they married, I was excited for them. You know, when they had children in common um, with their, their spouse, I was excited for them. And then I was angry when their spouse, they broke up. And I hurt for them because I was just like, I could have done that same thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it was just really weird. Like you try to make decisions. That's how I think of my interactions with individuals. Not just how I'm going to benefit from them, but how does the other individual benefit from it, right? Like where am I sharpening that person's tools as well? How am I maximizing that person's experience? Um, I'm still that way. And I don't know if that's coming from a place of feeling like I'm not worthy. Because I definitely feel worthy, right? In my mind, I think that I'm worthy. But to me, there's still this hierarchy of... um, If there's certain bullet points that come with this individual then let's first let them out to the masses, right? To see what what grabs on. And then if nothing grabs on, then okay, that person can be for me. But does it mean that I'm still sitting in a place of feeling low? Am I taking in all that is around me that says that I'm not worthy? And again... I bring myself right back to questioning, are the people who are content and the people who are healthy, are they just not public? Are they not um, speaking out? Are they not to be seen? And I know that because I've met a lot of people who just kind of stay to themselves, right? They dealt with their trauma and now they feel like they're in a content and happy place a place where energy is good um, things are going well they're connected to all that's going on in their world and they just don't want any of that old energy creeping in right I definitely used to be that way it was like I'm just much better by myself right It could definitely be challenging to interact with another energy because you don't control anyone, right? You don't control anyone. You don't control the makeup. You don't control where they're going with their future. You don't control if they want to go anywhere with their future. You don't control how they love. You don't control their love language. There's so much that goes into an individual. What motivates them? What tears them down, right? Um, how you can support them in growth, whether they feel they need to grow, want to grow, and what they do to grow. There's a lot going on when you are interacting with another individual. So a relationship is not some minor thing that just has to do with aesthetics, right? With how someone looks, um, if they have a BBL, if they have pretty eyes, Those are just the things that we see on 
the surface. How often do we move past the surface? I remember dating someone or going on dates with someone and it was very frustrating um, because it just felt like they were focused more on surface things than actually getting to know who I was, how I operated, right? And that's how I interact with everyone, whether it's intimate or a a platonic relationship. I'm very focused on how someone operates, what makes them tick, what makes them upset, what makes them happy, um, what are their hobbies, what are their talents, what are they good at. I'm very much focused on learning those things first, right? Really the inner person. Who is this inner person? How vulnerable can someone be? But while I'm interested in that, It also takes the focus off me and the pressure off me being vulnerable. So in my opinion, to reach a space where I want to be vulnerable, I want to expose those parts of myself, not in a way that it's complaining or requesting someone fix me, fix me, fix me, or deal with it, you know, this is who I am, I'm gonna throw this in your lap, deal with it. No, it's more like, going through that inner work and you're proud to be in this space like you're excited to be in a healthy space and you want that space to be experienced and accessed you you want to share that with someone and so it's like a slap in the face just to have someone beyond the surface that's for me that's a pet peeve of mine and so while i'm diving deep into who another individual is it's hard not to have an expectation for that same type of interest to be reciprocated it's definitely something that i struggle with because While I know that having an expectation can set me up for failure, I still have that expectation. Like, be vulnerable with me because I want to be vulnerable with you. On the film, in the film, um, one of the individuals being interviewed expressed, you know, As a man, as a male, you can't be too soft, right? So if you're having a conversation with a a lady, uh, individual, and they hang up on you, well, you can't call them back right away because then you're too soft. You're you're not being a quote-unquote man. But if you take too long to give them a call back, then you're not showing interest. It's like all these mixed signals, like it's a game rather than an interaction. Again, um, I had an experience where I went out to dinner with someone and we were really having some great conversation. I mean, uh, we ate, I think. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we ate because I love to eat. Don't play with my food. (laughs) 
So I'm pretty sure we did eat because when I go out, I eat. When I stay in, I eat. If I cook, I eat. If they cook, I eat, okay? So let's not play. But I feel like we also had good conversation. And one of the things that person brought out is like, did you notice that while we were at dinner and we were interacting that everyone was paying attention to our interactions? Like these two individuals are really enjoying each other's company. They're really having fun talking to one another, the laughing, the holding hands, all of those things, right? And this individual was um, out of a relationship like a 20-year relationship. And when I ask, you know, like, why did they break up? I'm silly like that. I do ask those type of questions. I probably am a person who has conversation that is forbidden with individuals, like asking about exes and things like that. So I do ask them about that, and they share with me that um, their spouse at the time said they didn't spend enough time And let me tell you, that opens up a whole different conversation, too, as far as it goes with the good guy, bad guy situation. But um, it turned out that he definitely, like, men are definitely wanting to provide security for their family, for their spouse. You know, they want to make sure that their, their loved ones are in a comfortable position. And so until they really reach that point, it seems like, their main focus is that not that you're not important but because you are important they're pursuing this financial security sometimes to the detriment of emotional security in the relationship but that can also be a failure because say a person wants to to be a stay home homemaker they want to be a homemaker right well You can't be a homemaker without benefiting from someone's hard work, right? Um, Whether they be an entrepreneur, there's still hours that you have to put in, right, to make money. And there's money that goes into making money. Um, If you work for someone, they still have to work a certain number of hours. And maybe they have to work at more than one job in order to allow their loved one you know, the person they're in a relationship with to be that homemaker. The difficulty comes or the problem comes when the homemaker decides that, you know what, you're spending too much time making sure that there's security in the family and now I'm quote unquote lonely. Like, what does that even really mean? Becoming lonely in a relationship where someone is working so hard to provide security and I'm not talking about people who are pretending to be out at work and they're really with someone else we're not talking about those individuals we are talking about individuals who are focused on the future of their family and wanting to leave a legacy something that they can give to their children even if it's not a lot of assets It's still a vision of work ethic that they can pass on to another generation, preferably one that's created in their nuclear family. You know, like where is that not considered insult? You're always working. That is an insult to me to say that to someone. Like each person, there's a level of sacrifice 
that's being put in from each individual not just from the person who's going out to the secular job or who who owns that business if someone owns a business maybe the homemaker can contribute to that business in some way that way you're building something together i still feel that if someone's going out to a secular job there's still something that's being built together because there's someone that is available to care for the home itself right and i believe that the home is a place of peace and that's really what the men in this film are trying to communicate like they already have to go out and experience certain adversities in life so why is it that when they hit that door the door of they, their home why are they experiencing adversity and war in their home when really they are looking for a relief that relief could come in the form of a back rub a boa bath great conversation Um, a hot meal everyone sees that differently right everyone has a different love language some people call that submission so it just seems that the narrative publicly has a lot to do with being combative like this war men versus women and one can only think What is the purpose of that? Or does it have any purpose at all? So, I've done my rambling. I've done my soapbox. And I just want to give a shout out to all the men out there who are encouraging, who give compliments instead of propositions. Because I think that's that's definitely a different conversation. (laughs) Life has become so combative between men and women that it's definitely difficult to give a compliment and to receive a compliment. But I'm very thankful for all of the men who have given me compliments, right? I mean, some women want that external validation and even though I don't feel that I require that, I think it's wonderful for someone to take time out of their day to give a compliment without wanting anything in return, without having any other agenda. And believe it or not, some people are going to say, oh, that doesn't happen. Again, are we in a healthy place to receive? Because it definitely is happening. Every man, every woman that's complimenting you does not want to take you to bed. Point blank. Period. (laughs) But that'll be another episode. I don't like to touch on relationships too much, but I just found this very interesting, again, that we're still having the same conversation that is repetitive. At what point are we going to see publicly that there is something available to help us peer inside of ourselves, right? To bring us to a place where we can say we are healthy and engaged with others in a healthy interaction. Thank you for listening to my ramble. Always comment, comment, comment. Send me any messages that you like. Let me know what you're thinking about the subject. Do you think that we're always going to continue this conversation? Or do you see a future where we're actually going to have healthy interactions, whether it be in intimate relationships or platonic relationships? <laughs>